What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news, sponsored by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to the weekend bonus edition of the Rideshare Rodeo podcast. This week, um, I have Chad Polinez from formerly Chad the Gig Economist, currently GigTube. You can find him on most of the platforms, and in our show notes, you'll be able to find all of Chad's links. Um, Chad recently, he's been a gig economy worker for years and um he has his podcast on youtube and he does rundowns on uh how to how to do things and uh you know different pla- uh, app platforms and he does some interviews and check out his channel um but chad did something a little bit different now so uh chad's worked many of the gig platforms delivery um shopping and uber he did rideshare you know, back in the day, but he had never worked for Lyft. So Chad took it upon him, and he lives in the Orlando area before I go any farther, which, you know, some people say is a, is one of the tougher markets out there. So uh, that said, I mean, all markets can be tough, but that said, Chad decided to take the Lyft uh, challenge of do 120 rides in 18 or in 30 days and earn $1800 as a guarantee meaning if he didn't make that if he did 120 rides in 30 days for Lyft didn't make $1800 that Lyft pays the difference this is how these guarantee earnings work we all know this um for those few of you that might not um okay but most of us are aware with this program right now the what they're offering in Orlando is $1,800 for 120 trips. So I am going to get bring Chad on, and we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to come back on the other side. So I have Chad, the gig economist, who is now GigTube, I believe on all your platforms and all your social medias. But correct me if I'm wrong. Thanks, uh, Thanks for being here, Chad. Yep, no problem. Glad to be here. Hopefully it records this time. <laughs> oh, it will. I've got it. I've got this. I've got this correct now. I don't know. But I am gig underscore tube on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, Twitter too? Yeah. So gig okay. tube was taken. And I'm but looking I'm... to to get gigtube.com. I'm in negotiations with the guy who owns that. I know. Uh, that would so be great. <laughs> hopefully I have that site soon. Uh um but yeah, I mean, so Facebook too, though, right? Yeah, although I don't really, 
Facebook having a fan page, unless you have like millions of followers, is like almost pointless because it's pay to play. They like, I have like, I don't know, 500 followers on Facebook, and like it'll tell you how many people actually saw something you posted, and it's usually like 10 or less. Yeah. I'm like, why do I even bother having a Facebook page? Like, yeah. The only way to get I, distributed on Facebook is if you pay to promote. I just, within. I just made mine a group. I hate Facebook. I'm not a Facebook guy. Um, I was on it forever and I just kind of abandoned my thing for like four years. I just kind of reopened it and uh, I had set up something, but now I'm kind of taking it over with my real uh, Mm -hmm. Facebook account, which has a lot of followers and stuff, but um, it's just, it's been around forever. So it's kind of integrating the two, but so you don't have a Facebook uh, tag. um, uh, I mean, I have my own personal Chad Bones right. account, but I only have like. Yeah, you should make a you should something. make a group. It doesn't hurt to make a group. Nah, then you got to moderate it, and it's such a pain, you know. <laughs> I just have mine set up to not allow until I see it to post. Yeah, if, whether people like it or not. I mean, I created it. It doesn't have a huge. You can start following, a Discord too. It's got a few hundred. You know. Yeah. I'm I mean, in so many groups, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I I was looking at mine today. I'm in like 67. Wow, I thought I was in a lot. Just, gig, say, just gig related, dude. I mean, I, I got you know I got pulled into a lot with Paris stuff, so it was, um, like they would let me in. So I'm basically in everybody's city ones too. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm really happy to have Chad here. As I said on the podcast that I dropped today, and I also believe last week I said that uh, Chad and I recorded last week. However, um. You know, I don't know what it was. It was the first time I'd had that issue with uh, Zoom. I know Zoom is not a perfect platform for this, but it's been pretty good to me for the video usage that I do at this time. So um, I haven't had any issues. So hopefully tonight there won't be any. Chad just cursed us with some knock wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to talk about a little news tonight, a few, some, some things going on. But I also want to talk about. Uh, Chad's recent accomplishment of, I mean, I know he's been doing other gigs for quite some time, but he finally took on Lyft and he took on Lyft um, under one of the bonus, um, the bonuses to do a certain amount of rides, 120 rides. If you do that in 30 days, um, you get $1,800 and we've all seen earnings, right? Yeah. Guaranteed earnings. And we've all seen these. They've been going on forever. Um, we saw him a couple months ago spike to highs we have never seen. Um, and But even $1,800, I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, but I think that you even knew when you <laughs> when you did this, like, there's no way I could hit $1,800, but I'm doing it to get the $1,800. Yeah, exactly. Because if you do the math, take $1,800 divided by 120 rides, it's $15 a ride. And last time I did ride share... I was making like five bucks a ride. So I'm like, okay, they're basically going to triple whatever I make or at least double it. Cause I know I'm going to get the occasional airport long distance ride here and there. But um, yeah, I, I, we can, we can go over the numbers if you want, but. Well, I think uh, it's, I think it's worth I, going through. I got through. more in a bonus than what I actually made. I, that's why I think it's worth at least going through this, the first page. Cause I mean, I think it's worth, mm-hmm noting this because we talk i've talked about this so many times on the web on uberliftdrivers.com and on the podcast and i think it's worth like even just you know i know you're doing a piece on this and you're going to really detail it through but i think it's at least worth telling the people like 
because I think that you knew it when you and I talked, I kind of, you know, I, I agreed with you. I didn't know how bad it would be, but it's pretty sad numbers. And I think it's worth it for people to hear how you did the hours you put in and how much you made. I mean, because you did good, not how sad you did, but how sad you got paid. And then mm-hmm. Lyft basically knows that. Lyft knows you weren't going to hit that. It's all about they honestly believe only X percent, and it's very small, do the 120 rides. Right, exactly. You know, they figure most people, even the people who get up 50, 60 rides, they usually bail or don't make it. Or And that is why this is some trickery, but... So Chad had 30 days. He knocked it out in two weeks, um, Mondays through Fridays. Uh, Chad, you want to break? I also waited like two weeks to get started because there was a time there where I wasn't going to do it because uh, I didn't have my COVID vaccine and like two guys that I know, plus Joe Rogan, all came down with COVID at the same time. And I was like scared to death. I'm like, oh, I don't want to have all these strangers in my car, literally with their breathing on me. So... I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. I'm going to get the COVID vaccine. I got the Johnson and Johnson one, which is just a one shot. Yeah. And And, it's not uh, the mRNA either. I like that. So, yeah. And I heard other doctors say that's probably actually the best one, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, my goal was to, all right, so I'll do it in two weeks, Monday through Friday, take the weekends off. That's, that's only 12 rides a day. That's totally doable. And like, I was just doing weekday days and I was actually, I, some days I didn't get started till like really late, like nine 30 or 10. And cause like my goal was I wanted to be out. I wanted to work like eight to six more or less. And I, and I knew if I started at eight, I, the chances of me having to take a kid to school would be pretty low because the high school kids, they all start real early, like six 30 or seven or something. And when I used to drive rideshare full time three years ago, I used to get up at like five 30 in the morning. I'd be out the door by six and sure enough, like the first two hours, we're all freaking high school kids or, you know, people going to work, you know, like mm-hmm. either they don't have a car or their cars in a shop or something like that. But I was like, oh, I just don't really want to get up that early. I used to get up I mean, and I was in the car by five. I'd wash my car the <laughs> night before I was in the car by five because I'd get airport runs for a couple hours. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I've always there's something fun about being up way earlier before everybody else or even if you've ever worked third shift to just be out there on the streets at like two in the morning because like yeah. one of my last actually no, my second to last day job it was partly third shift and i'd be driving in the middle of the night and um yeah it's uh, and like even when i was a kid my the first job i ever had was a paper boy so right. i'm used to getting up like real early although the last couple of years i'm like yeah like ever since i went full-time i quit w2 job mm-hmm. and gone into gig work i'm like yeah i'm sleeping in unless it's although i have tried experiments I'm actually, actually i made a video about this with instacart is that sometimes uh because when the store is open at like 6 30 or 7 a.m um like nobody else is out there hustling at that at that hour so if you can get on right when the store is open sometimes you will see actually really high paying batches first thing in the morning just because nobody else wants to get them you know so i guess i guess the i mean if you could just walk us through kind of the you know the week totals of each your hours how much you made and let's total that up and then let's say how much lyft had to pay and it just get through at least that so that people hear that because i I, to me it's Mm -hmm. just crazy yeah it's funny by the time that this airs or drops i will probably have a video on my site so if you want to see the visual (laughs) 
Okay. Maybe maybe Steve can put a link to it in the. Yeah, uh, I will. I'll put a link to everything. But I'll put a link to it. But I'm also yeah, going to put. I'll put a picture of it in there. It's just mm-hmm. he's going to do a much more descript descriptive mm-hmm. take on it. But uh, yep. So all right. So like I said, my goal was to do twelve a day. There was a couple of days where I only did. One day I did six, and another day I only did five. These are both Wednesdays, oddly enough. But, but both, um, but both Tuesdays you went over your part. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you kind of, um, I mean, you kind of covered it. Yeah. Which, yeah, which really surprised me. Although, so on one of those Tuesdays, the September seventh, did sixteen rides, but I only made less than a hundred bucks on lift payments, not not counting tips and all that stuff. Like even right. on the day after tips, total reimbursements, I'd still made, even though giving 16 rides, I made $95 and 45 cents. Like right. that's ridiculous. And it came out to an hourly wage of $9 and 50 cents. In fact, they're out of the, so I did the 10 days, three days, I made less than $10 an hour. Yep. Um, and two days I made less than 11 the high, the best day I ever had was September second, which was a Thursday. I made sixteen eighty three an hour, and which is funny. The second best day was also on a Thursday, fourteen thirty five an hour. I, I looked it up. the The minimum wage in Florida is eight dollars and sixty five cents. Although they are, they voted for you know fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, but it's going to take a couple of years before it actually uh, is fully implemented. So um, I was well. One day, I uh, September eighth, I did make less than minimum wage, although I did only drive five and a half hours that day. But still, I make an uh, hourly wage of seven dollars and eight cents. So, um, yeah. So both weeks, I made a, just over five hundred bucks, and that's including. So actually, I, we I should backtrack here a minute, few minutes. So when Lyft says you know eighteen hundred dollars guaranteed. You have to consider that that is what they what what is considered an eligible and ineligible earning towards that eighteen hundred dollars. So, towards the eighteen hundred dollars, they count the basic ride payment, which is the time and distance. And here in Orlando, it's fifty three point two five cents per mile and eight point two five cents per minute. Very very low. And uh, and also personal power zones, which is just like this little. It's like a little lottery thing, like where you just sit your park somewhere. Jackpot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's you just sit there, and like it builds up a a a little bonus. Right, but it makes cool noises and stuff too. To really one of those trigger things they use to make you sit there. (laughs) And when 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 I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, does that mean this place is really busy? Like it's not the same as prime time, like a surge on on Uber, which I don't even know if they do prime time anymore because." Um, I, I didn't see any hot zones or anything the entire time I was driving. So anyway, uh, so just the ride and the personal power zone is what they consider earnings toward the $1,800. You get to keep, oddly enough, like if you get a streak, which is usually every day between three and four, if you do three rides in a row without going offline, you get a $15 streak bonus. Right. Uh, you get to keep the tips, the toll reimbursements and Cancellation fees. So those four things do not count towards the eighteen hundred dollars. I mean, you get a thousand dollar tip, and it wouldn't count towards the eighteen hundred dollars. Well, so, that, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. almost a gimme. I mean, if they did yeah. that, they even if like you did one ride and got an eighteen hundred dollar tip, 
and stuff. Which isn't even possible unless they tipped you cash. Right, but they couldn't just say, hey, you you made it, don't worry. Like, again, that's not... You're you're basing it on the rate that you've agreed Mm -hmm. on to work miles, minutes, all that to do these rides. It's not the tip. The tip is the tip. You gotta pull the tip out. That that 0.5325 mile and 0.0825 per minute. But the streak Plus, part is really amazing that they let you keep. I don't know. I know. First, and that came to a, a total of, it was $30 the first week, $45 the second week. It's $75. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not a make or break, but add 75 to the 829 and it pulls you over 900, which still isn't, mm-hmm. which still, I guess then it just Halfway, makes it, yeah. yeah, then it makes it only 49% mm-hmm. approximately they would have had to pay you. But yeah. as it turned out, they had to pay Chad nine hundred and seventy dollars and forty six cents when this was yep. all said and done yep so i mean the so eligible they, the eligible earnings was eight hundred twenty nine dollars and fifty four cents plus about two hundred dollars between streak tip toll reimbursement and cancellation fee so the bonus was if you take eighteen hundred dollars so subtract eight twenty nine fifty four comes up to nine seventy forty six mm-hmm. and I, it's funny i gross just about two thousand dollars exactly is two thousand dollars and sixty cents although i did spend $143.10 on gas. So I netted $1,857.50. Although I don't know if you, if you count tolls, like you should really, like they, it, we, we were talking about this before the show is that here in Florida, we have the Sun Pass is the, you know, state toll highway thing. Right. We have one and, here too called Express. Yeah. And what they used to do when I used to drive full share, uh, full time rideshare three years ago is, they would charge the rider the full toll amount. Cause like if you pay cash at the toll booth, it's actually a higher toll than if you just have your transponder and zip right through, you know, I guess it's to encourage people to get the, to- the transponder. So they don't have to like hire, you know, employees to, you know, make change and all that stuff. But anyway, so what they used to do is that if you, if you took the toll highway, they would charge the rider, the cash toll, which means that you would actually profit by taking a toll highway, but now they just pay, they just reimburse you one-to-one. So technically the tolls are free because they just pass it on to the, the rider, but you still like, it's, I'm still getting charged out of my bank account for um, the tolls. So yeah, it's funny because uh, between the tolls and the gas was just about 200 bucks, which is also what I made in tips streaks and cancellation fee. So, yeah, I mean, I netted about $1,800. Yeah. Which is what they promised me. So, right. Well, I mean, uh, under, and, the, under the promise, you would expect to net more or less. Yeah. I mean, when it yeah. came so, down I mean, to it, but because of your tips and stuff. And oh, we didn't even talk about the mileage either. <laughs> oh, yeah. The mileage is big. Yeah. I drove big. almost 200 miles every day. Well, I drove uh, between all 10 days. 1,852.8 miles. There's, there is what three days there where I drove over 200 miles. The shortest day was 142. And I averaged, I averaged one 185 miles a day. That's, that's nuts. And like, you ever, you ever do the math where you actually figure out how much each mile costs you in gas? You take you take whatever you paid for gas and divide it by however many miles you drove. Right. And it usually comes out like earlier this year, it was like 
a little over five cents a mile. And like right now it's like 8.3 cents a mile, which I mean, doesn't sound like it's a lot, but when you multiply that over literally hundreds or thousands of miles, it really adds up. No, it does. And, you know, and I use gas buddy and get upside. So, I mean, I still pay less than the suckers who just pay whatever the price at the pump is, but, um, Oh, I use, I use all of them. I use my King supers points. I use my, I mean, I've got things that, beat the crap out of the gas buddy i I don't know if it's like that where you live but groceries Mm -hmm. can really nowadays way more than past i can i can go to the pump and like not have spent it's only my son and i not have spent a terrible amount Mm -hmm. i mean decent to live but i can go to the pump every you know if i only use them like every two three weeks and i'll have like a 70 70 cents per gallon discount wow i mean like because i'll get I don't even know how I get it, to be honest. You know, it's spending yeah. $200 a week at the grocery store on my son and I. I remember a price chopper up in New York where where I'm from. Um, yeah, they had something like that like 20 years ago. And I think they still have that program going. Oh, they all have them here. Safeway, yeah. King Supers. Yeah, because you have like a, a, a store discount card and you swipe it or they scan it every time you buy right. something and then they just add up the points. But uh, yeah, I use Gas Buddy and... It, it, you pay, I think I pay like $4.99 a month. Mm-hmm. And like the first couple of weeks there, usually every time I fill up, it's like between like 30 and 40 cents off per gallon. And it's like as like, and there's, I think you can use up to, I forget if it's like 50 or a hundred gallons, but once you get close to your, your threshold, like it starts going down to like, you know, like 20 cents off and then 10 cents off. It's usually right. never but lower. But than you're making it off. work like something like that for me. I would have to see it work like fourfold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'd want to make four times. Plus, you know, plus what, I, I get, get a lot of referrals. Or... So thanks everybody who's used my referral code because uh, yes. it helps. Um, like they just give me more. How are you finding off. new Lyft drivers? <laughs> no, I'm talking about for gas buddy and get upside. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant referring people from Lyft. I'm like, whoa, man! Like they well, can't even do that. <laughs> You know, it's funny, speaking of which is I didn't even know, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, she, her name's Tony, and she goes by Gig Mom on, uh, on YouTube. And I have her f- phone number in my phone. And I don't remember, like when I was signing up for Lyft, that I put her referral code in or something. But she oh, said nice. something like Lyft might have scanned my phone to see if any of my phone numbers were that of a current driver. And apparently they were. So my friend, Tony, she got a free 700 bucks. Nice. I was like, take a week off on me. (laughs) I wonder if you ever like entered your information before and never hit that last stage of the process. And somehow your social pulled up some old lift thing that you got mostly through almost to the end. Mm -hmm. Or would that not have happened? What do you mean? Like, well, I mean, like, I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes they might've had you in the system, but you didn't quite you know, like enter your car and do the background test and that final mm-hmm. stage, but they had you in the system. So when they, when you came on now and said, okay, I'll do this. If they just said, they put in your social, had this profile already out and said, oh, he's got a referral in there and didn't notice it even. Um, I don't think so because I actually deactivated my Lyft account last year. So okay. I, I, oh, I can't you remember I told you this. Account before. Yeah. I can't remember I told you this before or not. So maybe, um, mm. Like a, a few years ago, uh, like if you know, Florida borders Georgia, Alabama, mm-hmm. 
Mississippi, I think. Oh, I think um, you having to go up and get a different. Yeah. So like I, when I was like, driving Lyft a few years ago, I, mm-hmm. I went to go log in one day and it, like it wouldn't even let me log in. And it said your Alabama state inspection has expired. You can't you can't log in until you get this taken care of. And I was like, this is a glitch or something. Cause I live in Florida. I've never even been to Alabama. Like Alabama from here is like 10 hour drive or something. I don't know. It's pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called Lyft and emailed them and I just kept getting canned responses. And it was just like, here's a list of, you know, mechanics or whoever you can take your car to to get inspected. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to get inspected. I'm not going to Alabama anytime soon. I'm like just, let me drop. Like I literally couldn't go on the app. And I think after like a month of fighting with them, of just like getting all these canned responses on email. Um, I just said, you know what, just deactivate my account. And like probably within 24 hours, they wrote back and said, okay, your account's deactivated. And right. uh, <laughs> so I don't think, I know I haven't applied for Lyft since then. Like right. I, I applied because um I wanted to do like another challenge for YouTube is, you know, like we have all these challenges, like it doesn't even have to be for YouTube. I mean, you can do it however you want is like one of the challenges just do it for the money. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> one of the challenges is to make $300 in a day, which is really hard in Orlando. It's not so hard mm-hmm. in Seattle or LA or probably even Denver. You could do it. I'm sure. Another challenge is to work 24 straight hours, which I've done. Um, Another challenge is to like, if you're doing DoorDash or Uber Eats is like work an eight hour shift and do a hundred percent acceptance. Like whatever you're offered, you have to take it. Like no matter how terrible it is, um, do that for a full eight hour shift. Um, and there's, and like and a, a challenge I came up with is, you know, since I haven't done rideshare and like since well before pre COVID um, was to go back and do a week of strictly rideshare driving driving. So my, my goal was to just, I'll do Uber and Lyft together. And like, I'll use uh maestro who's one of my sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then when I applied with Lyft, I got in and everything, they said, they showed me the $1,800 bonus. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do Lyft. And I was like, all right, well, I can knock this out in two weeks, 12 rides a day times 10 days. Yeah. Sure. And I did it. So mission accomplished on that, <laughs> I know, on that uh, yeah. challenge. You know, I was looking in the one, I was looking at these stats before we move on. I did want to like notice one thing. And uh, one of the days your hourly wage comes out, but what mm-hmm. I was looking at at first were on both of the Wednesdays, nine, one and nine, eight. Those are your two lowest hour days, but you also, let's see on both of those days, like you're right at one one forty eight and one seventy eight in miles you drove, so it's kind of like around the same numbers of miles on the five rides where you made like on the eighth where you made seven oh eight an hour, you still put one hundred and forty eight miles on your car. Yeah, it's, it's, I that's, just cra- a lot of those that's just crazy, were dude. That's just airport runs. So an airport run is not something that you want in Orlando. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, like when you're here, and here it is. And like we talked about in the past or maybe on that episode that got lost one day, we'll find the lost tapes. But, um, you know, we we talked about like the reroute system, you know, 
or rematch. You know, rematch oh, yeah, is yeah. great because if you get rematched, it then it's awesome. But stuck out at the airport's kind of rough. Yeah, and when you have a challenge like eighteen hundred dollars, mm. is it or whatever the whatever it is, it's that those types of challenges they actually incentivize you to prefer short rides because you're just trying to knock them out. Especially you if, know? like in your case, like when you got through the first week, when you're like, "There's no way that mm. I've done half the rides and I'm at a fourth the money." When you knew there's no way, it's about the rides, not the hitting the eighteen hundred. Yeah, then it just becomes, "Yeah, I want the shortest rides possible." Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, and I still wound up at the airport just because like, that's the only place you can go where like you're guaranteed a ride if you wait long enough. And there were certain times I went there and, uh, cause I remember when I used to do like, sorry, I sound like a broken record, but when I used to do ride share full time three years ago, I would go down to the airport queue and even on a slow day, it would be well over a hundred cars ahead of you, but it would still, mm-hmm. it would still tick down about one one or two cars a minute. So it was a hundred cars. You'd probably be in and out in an hour. Right. And then this time, this is, this is the only thing that I can think of where, where they say there's a driver shortage is I would go. It doesn't matter if it was in the morning, afternoon or at night, there'd never be more than like 30 or 40 cars in queue. But a lot of times I would go there and like the first 20 cars would tick down like one or two a minute. And then when you got down to about 15 cars, it was starting like five or 10 minutes between car. I was like, what the hell? And I think it's because like they, they, they changed it so that if you're dropping off a rider at the airport, mm-hmm. you go to the head of the line. In fact, so there's so every single time I dropped somebody off at the airport, like before I even got to the, the terminal, you were getting a say, rematch. Yeah. It was saying new lift rider added a queue. So it's just like you would go upstairs to drop them off at departures and then, Roll circle around, around and yeah. come back to the arrivals and pick somebody up downstairs. Yeah. And I, lo- uh, I loved that. And, if, and in yeah. fact, I'd always drive out real slow because mm-hmm. I knew that I started figuring out what that range was. So I would drive real slow around that <laughs> loop, just hoping before I got to that turnaround back. Cause I always knew once I get mm-hmm. there, if it's not, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And um, once or twice. Yeah. Like if you pick somebody up from the airport and you only take them a short distance, they would give you it, you have an hour to go back to the queue and you would go to the head of the line right yeah here if you take a sh- like you and i were talking about if you take a short ride even like one where you're like oh i don't want that the person lives like you know 10 minutes from the airport but downtown's like 40 minutes you know and you got to come right back they would let you jump right back into the line too I know that. And that's why drivers go to the airport is because well especially in Orlando because we got Disney Universal, yeah. SeaWorld, yep. golf resorts, um, or even just like they want to go to Tampa, but they could only fly in Orlando. Um, that's why drivers will wait in line at the queue because they think they're going to get a big payday. And right. I would say like actually probably more often than not, maybe two thirds of all the rides you pick up at the airport are going to Disney or Universal. And it's like usually a family and, you know, they'll tip pretty well because, I mean, they're nice. Although a lot of times you get international tourists that don't speak English and they don't understand the concept of tipping or at least say that they don't. Um, so they, you kind of get screwed on that. There was plenty of times three years ago where I would pick somebody up at the airport and they were just going to their apartment like three miles away. And the, if if they had the ability to go back to the head of the line, it wouldn't be so bad. But, you know, there was plenty of times where you wait at the airport and for hour, two hours to make, take somebody 
five miles and make four bucks, no tip. <laughs> that, that, right. that really yep. sucked. So that's the that's the of all the the changes since last time I drove rideshare. I think like that that airport system is like the only improvement. The the rates have stayed the same. In fact, they seem lower now. I don't I don't know if they are, but it's, my it rate cards the, my my rate cards still the same as pre pandemic, but it used to be so awesome, and now it had, it had moved like three four levels down that they can't go down anymore. I mean, they literally wouldn't get anybody. I mean, I'm surprised there's as many drivers as there because like I'm I was making peanuts if not for that. $1,800 bonus, like that would have been a huge waste of time the last two weeks. And another thing that I was so worried about the whole time is I'm like, oh my God, I cannot get into an accident between now and I hit that 120 rides because if I get into an accident, I'm totally screwed. I mean, I guess I could rent a car through Lyft or something to hopefully like you're on a, you're on a deadline, you know, it's not like, it's not like you hit a, it's not like I have till Christmas, you know, right? or like, I was so scared. Like I said, like if I got COVID, you know, like that would put me on a commission, but, um, been totally fine. Yeah. Good luck running cars though. I don't know if you, if you know, but during the pandemic, all these companies sold off all their cars. They've got like 30% of their stock. Yeah. I thought I heard it was a good time to buy a used car. Yeah. I mean, like it's hard to rent a car and do like the rates here in Denver used to, I know, I don't know, you know, every app that people use, whether it's Expedia, Hotwire, whatever, I don't ever, ever use Hotwire for anything. Hotels, flights, nothing, except for I only use Hotwire for rental cars. And now I go to Hotwire Denver and what used to be like a week rental of just a entry level car for some great rate, you'd get there and net 80% of the vehicles here are trucks and SUVs. They'd be like, do you want this instead for no change in fee? So I'd be like, yeah, sure. Now those rates on just like your, you know, Toyota Corolla even is like for a week it's like 450 mm-hmm. plus the taxes i mean it used to be like 125 <laughs> a year and a half well just ago. buy it <laughs> i know I, mean, I, I was thinking the same thing just get on craigslist find a 300 car beat the crap out of it and then just leave it yeah <laughs> i mean you Push get the temporary plate you get the <laughs> you know you're good for the time of your vacation mm-hmm. Although one thing that was another thing that was nice about these two weeks, well, because I only drove weekdays during the day, except for like uh, the last day I was out to like 10 o'clock at night, just trying to get that, that last ride. Um, I, no drunks, no inebriated or under the influence people. Although I will say I did have quite a lot of people. One mass confrontation. uh, Well, yeah, that was going my way. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I'm not worried about getting deactivated now. In fact, I'm probably going to, no, <laughs> no lift and tell them to deactivate me. No, I meant, but out of all that, there was only one because I have drivers tell me that they get them even when there wasn't an incident. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's it's the new trick for people to get a free ride, like how they used to. Probably now they're using yeah. mask as a free ride. You know, you well, I was gonna say, speaking of masks, like the first, like I have, I should have, it's in the car, but I have this a mask that I use as a cloth mask that it goes around the back of your neck instead of uh, behind your ear, so it's much more comfortable. Right, and I would just kind of leave it. It's like basically like an ascot on my right. on my neck, and I would just leave it there. And like if the passenger said something, my my rule is if I was taking them to or from the doctor's office or to or from the hospital, I would put it on. Otherwise, I would just leave it down unless they said something. And out of the in 120 rides, only one 
person ever said, Hey, can you please put your mask on? And I was like, okay. But whenever a rider got into the car, I would say, you can take your mask off if you want. And I'd say like the, the vast majority of them were like, Oh, thank God, you know, you're cool. You know, but there was still mm-hmm. a few people that are like, no, it's okay. I'll leave it on. Cause I'm like, I'm like, you, you know, the mat, I, well, I didn't say this, but you know, the masks don't protect you from getting sick. Right. They're meant to, and which, okay. If you were sick, um, then like it's to prevent you from getting other people sick. Although if you're, if you have I mean, full-blown COVID, you should the be whole, the whole, bed. right. I was going to say the whole <laughs> mask theory is probably not worth getting into. Cause there's some very good stories about how even the, the normal, you know, medical masks, not the, uh, what is it? Not the N95s, mm-hmm. but the other ones, the disposable um, ones. Right. But uh, I mean, you see nurses and stuff wearing them every day. We have pre pandemic even, but l- there's even question on how much those protect you. Mm-hmm. Even mean, that, like if you're the 95 the sick, stands for 95%. Right. But uh, those other ones, like even if you're the sick one wearing the mask, and if you're, if I was, and you're not sick with a mask, there's still a transmission possibility. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. That's this mask stuff is really starting to drive me nuts. So we better, better probably not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's funny. Cause I was on ride 117 and I got an email in that said a rider reported you didn't wear a mask. And I was like, oh. that's what I was talking about. Like, I was about. so worried about like, are they going to deactivate me? And like it said, Next time you log into the app, we'll have you take a picture like Uber used to do. Right. But I never logged out. So I never had to log back in. In fact, I haven't logged back in since. So um, I didn't have to like take a picture or anything. So before we move into this other, into some news, um, just curious, what was your acceptance rate? Um, Almost a hundred. I think I accepted almost it? everything. You were just taking everything. Yeah. I think I only turned down. I think I probably, I, well, I, I think I declined like maybe one ride ever. Cause like I really had to go to the bathroom at the time. And then, uh, there was a time, I think I told you about this. Can't remember if I told you about this last week where, you know, I'm thinking that a lot the of these hotel. moments that we're having about, did I tell you this are from that lost yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if you're hearing Chad and I being like, why are they saying to, de-? I think it's cause we recorded like a week ago. That's why I wanted yeah, we weren't, we weren't baked or, or <laughs> no, no, it was you know, just, drunk off our ass or anything. It's just but, funny. So uh, the the first Friday, September third. In fact, I have the dash cam footage up, which I will make a video of. But so it was Friday at like five o'clock, and I'm take this lady from her job to one of those really cheap motels. You know, mm-hmm. I think it had the word Imperial in the name. Whenever you see Imperial, it, yeah. it's it's I don't know why, but it's like the dingiest, nastiest flea bag motel. Right. And I drop her off and like, you know, on the way there, I get the ding that says new lift rider added to queue. I'm like, okay, cool. And I, so I drop her off at a hotel and I realize that the, the next pickup is at the exact same motel, sorry, motel with an M and it's just on the other side. So I drive down there and it's, it's raining at this point and I get, you know, I pull it to the parking spot right in front of the dude's door. He starts coming out, starts throwing, not luggage, but like Walmart grocery bags or just random stuff into my trunk and but was it walmart stuff or was that how he lived no it was like he i don't know that is like clothes and stuff and his yeah so i got that i got you know how like on unless you're like diamond or whatever like you don't you can't see where the person's going until you hit a ride and then like you can zoom out and look at the the path before you actually start the ride 
Mm-hmm. So like I'm, I'm zooming out and zooming out and I keep zooming out and it's like this super, super long ride. And so I'm down in pretty South Orlando. Sarasota. Almost at, yeah. And it was going to Sarasota, <laughs> which I was, guess, pro- I just guess people. Yeah. It was about a two hour drive, probably about a hundred miles, mostly highway, but it, like, this is like the end of the day. I'm trying to go home and like, I'm trying to go in the exact opposite direction. I didn't, I didn't have my destination to filter on, uh, which I guess I should have, but I, did, I just wasn't expecting a two hour ride going South. And I, like, I asked him, I'm like, are you really going to Sarasota? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, man, I can't, I can't go that far. I'll like, and I tried to negotiate with him and I'm like, I can take you to like Disney or something. And he's, he starts just cussing me out. Like he kept saying, why'd you take the ride then? Cause like he's yelling at me and then his wife or maybe his mom or something starts coming out and she's like, what's the matter? Why can't we go? And he's like, he doesn't want, he won't take our ride. And uh don't you get the extended uh, over an hour warning that's what that's what i did not see this and i i think it's not until you hit uh silver status that you actually start to see that because i noticed that after a while once i hit silver status is that i did start to see 35 45 minute long ride and actually Mm -hmm. and i should have declined all those because i'm not trying to go super long distance i'm just trying to knock the rides out which you know, so in retrospect, that was kind of stupid. And I noticed when I hit gold, it would say for every single ride that came in, which I think was only like the last 10 rides anyway, um, it would say, you know, 20 minutes west, eight miles or eight, eight minutes north, which is nice. Yeah. You have a, a general idea, but I mean, I'd still rather see an exact map like, yeah, like with DoorDash or, or Instagram yeah. or something like that. But um, yeah, so the, the dude was yelling at me and he kept, I, I remember just, He's like, why'd you take the ride then? I'm like, we don't know where you're going until you get in the car. I'm like, so don't yell at me, yell at Lyft. I'm like, I was so offended because he was like blaming me personally, but I'm like, eh. was this, this you was know. at the airport? No, this is at the, the flea bag motel. Okay. Oh, that the was the only, motel, right. th- this I'm was the wa- only I'm rider that I had to, um, I got I I cancel the ride. I got to wonder if this guy um, had tried a couple other drivers watched them getting close to the motel and his destination and he knew it. And then he just, cause this actually does to this day still work. And he put in, I'm going to Disney, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he saw your car actually pulling in, he changed the address. Maybe to Sarasota. Possible, like instead I... of 15 miles, you need to go 200. Yeah. So I mean, because I then definitely... it doesn't give you the long trip test. It won't, it wouldn't yeah. give you the long trip warning. Yeah, I definitely did not get because I like that was because I don't that think that wasn't that's, even the first not, time that, that that's happened. not an earned thing. It, 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 at least never in my knowledge has it ever been an earned thing because they can't if you've been driving for a while or doing other gigs in your car. And like you said, mm-hmm. you might need to go to the bathroom or something like they they need to know that, like, you know, that, you know, you're going to be on a 45 plus minute ride. Yeah. And it's like, are you going to first of all, that's like an entire tank of gas, like round trip. Right. So are you going to, are you going to gas up my, my tank? Are you going to be like a $50 cash tip, you know? Cause right. And I don't know if like you can go to Actually, the I probably need about a hundred dollars in that, in that situation. I don't know if like there's a way to set a filter back for Orlando and how long would it take for you to get a ride from Sarasota to Orlando? Yeah. And I'll have to talk about this in my video is that the, I find the destination filter. A there was so many times where I was probably <laughs> 20 or 30 miles from home. I turned the destination filter on for home and I get like maybe one ride. Yeah. And it was like, it's to so the destination filter. It's like, 
unless like you get a ride as soon as you turn it on and as soon as you start heading to wherever you're going and, and they're going to like the exact same spot you are. Right. It's, it's, it's pretty much useless. And especially, especially if you're taking the highway, because there were so many times where I put the destination filter on and, and instead of taking I four or four seventeen, I would take, I would take the city streets. So I'm like, there's a lot more chances of actually getting a ride this way. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you get maybe one and they're going, which it's funny because what Lyft and Uber considered a destination filter, what they consider destination is heading your direction is not going 180 degrees in the in the opposite direction. So if you're trying to go north and the person wants to go west or east, like well that's not 180 degrees in the opposite direction. So you you would get rides like that. Um. So I guess my takeaway from your experience is that again. Once again, the rideshare giants and I mean, most big gig companies, but the rideshare giants specifically are spending money to bring on drivers and onboard them and sell them on the here's why you should do rideshare with these, you know, for for most people, unreachable goals because they are not unreachable, but they won't do it. They won't go through it that they won't get it. But it's that they're putting their money into that. And like Chad's a perfect example. Chad did his 120 rides. He saw no way. And now he's going to delete the app. I mean, maybe he's not, but I mean, let's say he is. I mean, now he's going to delete the app that all that money that Lyft just threw at that was a complete waste. Well, not not only am I going to delete the app, I'm actually going to tell them to deactivate my account. That's what I mean. I mean, my point is what a waste. They just bonused you $900. I mean, good for you. Almost a thousand, (laughs) you know, right. But I'm saying they bonused you that money. And, you know, that I don't know when you add all these people together who probably even if they don't deactivate their account, who just do it, hit that number and then stop. I mean, are we the are we the only ones seeing? how does the whole company Lyft and Uber not see what we see that these are complete waste? Yeah, it's not like people put in 40 rides and hit 1800 and go, oh, my God. Like yeah. though, if you do hit those numbers, you are just creeping up on the. Uh, you're first of all, you're probably going to do every ride anyway, but you're you're most likely. I mean, in most markets, it's not you're not going to make that number, and you're going to watch Lyft or Uber make up that difference. And at that point, you know, you're probably going to go, well, hey, here forward, let's look at like Chad's chart, you know, that we were talking about, um, and you know, you're going to see that, you know, well, I was only making four fifty a week but they're going to make it 900. So, okay. But I mean, like after that time's up and you get your bonus, why would you keep doing it? Yeah. And the, I, I don't know, instead of having these exuberant bonuses, why not just like increase the time and increase the rate card? They would yeah. basically have to, I mean, I know they never in a million years they would do this, but they'd have to, for me to, even consider coming back to rideshare, they would have to triple that. Um, I mean, have to be like a buck fifty a mile, like right, like twenty five cents a minute, or so. Like, so even like, if they doubled it, be like at a dollar, say like a dollar a minute, a dollar a mile, sixteen, seventeen cents a, a minute. Like even that, I would like be making more or less the same than I could make with Instacart, DoorDash, Amazon Flex, something like that. And it's just, but then you also have the miles. And which, I mean, like I said, every mile I drive costs me like about eight cents in gas. So, and I drive way less miles doing delivery. So I don't know, like, like I said, I, 
rideshare, at least in Orlando, maybe not in other markets, but in Orlando, rideshare is for suckers. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It is per market. I mean, like I was saying about Ke- Kelly Coghill in Philadelphia, he averages, you know, he's averaging great money. And I saw all his stuff too. And it was, I mean, he's making great money. And it's, it's just strange because if, if he's making 69 cents a mile, I'm trying to remember, and 25 cents a minute, which was like one of the highest minute rates I'd ever heard too. Um, but he's still up in that and he's just driving Uber X. So if he's doing that and pulling those kind of numbers, even him and I, when we were talking, he's like, I would give up both those numbers in a heartbeat and not need any per minute charge if they just gave me a dollar a mile. I'm like, yeah. even with what you make, you'd rather just have the dollar a mile. And he said, yep. And I agree with him. I mean, I fully agree. Like, dude, take the minute out. We know our also, time. We know what's yeah. going to be what. Yeah. Cause, and then like, like I was saying, like with, when you have a challenge where you absolutely have to knock out a certain number of rides in a deadline is that, um, like, like I said, if you get into a, like even a fender bender could, you know, like, Oh yeah. Might, like that could, you get sick. God I can't tell you how many people COVID. I've referred to legal rideshare because I know those guys pretty well and that, that who are like in the worst jams of their life and they reach out to me. They're like, mm-hmm. dude, my car was totaled. Wasn't my fault. I'm out of work. My legs screwed up. Mm-hmm. Uber won't even talk to me. You know, I'm still in the Philippine call center. I haven't even been upgraded to anybody in America. I'm getting auto replies on my emails and just the worst stories, dude. It's like... You know, where are these companies when you need them most? And it's, you know, even legal rideshare, it's going to take them a long time to get you your money. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you're out of work for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, that would be an interesting cal- conversation for you and Kelly to talk about rideshare market to market. Hmm. Well, uh, I, th- I think I my rideshare days, I know I think but, my rideshare days are done. I know, but you're always looking for different conversations like I am. And this would be a yeah. good one. Cause I mean, it is literally night and day, dude, you were making whatever we were just looking at, you know, six to $12 an hour. He's making 40 <laughs> on a daily on basis. The, that's just on the regular time and but, distance earnings. That's not counting like challenges and it is, but even, stuff. but even what he showed me with that was kind of like yours. It's not like the bulk was coming from that. There was money coming in from it, but it wasn't yeah. like, you know, it wasn't like I saw it and went, whoa, that's why you're making that if, at all. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. And it's also that, um, like, I much prefer just the, the job of, well, first of all, doing Instacart or a corner shop or shift because you get out of the car, you get to walk around. But like, uh, and I was saying this last week on the ghost episode is the first the first two days, my legs were agonizing just from sitting down for like, you know, eight, 10 hours. Right. And I'd have to like get out of the car and walk around like every time I went to a gas station or something like that, you know, and like, right. it's funny, like my, my Fitbit would still go off like every, you know, at 10 minutes to the top of the hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting this hour for the, uh, right. that little, steps. that little buzz that you haven't moved. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, after, yeah, after a few days, my legs got used to it, mm-hmm. but it's just still not working. Like I was like well it's not i mean dude it's not a health you can ask any i mean you can ask any chiropractor or any back specialist Mm -hmm. or whatever it's it's one of the worst places to be is in a car seat yeah i mean if if i had like an suv or a minivan right but even even then it's still i mean they talk about stress and 
you know, like just things that you're doing to your body, the way you sit, the way you hunch, it's just not good for you to be prolonged in a car. Yeah. I mean, at least with like, you know, deliveries and, uh, you know, shipped or any of the apps that have you running Instacart groceries up like three flights of stairs, you're getting that mm-hmm. exercise in between, yep. you know, and you're getting out of the car a lot, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, ride share can, that is one thing for sure. Um, but I, again, it's a, it's a, it's a market to market thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I want to take a quick break here for, uh, to, for our sponsors and then Chad and I will be right back. Do you wish that your gig work paid more? Do you wish that when you you traveled a certain amount of miles that you made more? Do you wish that some trips paid you what a few two to three hours might pay you on other gig platforms? Just doing one quick, semi-quick run? Well, guess what, guys? It's actually doable. Um, Curry.com. Drive for Curry. Uh, You know, you can make these great payouts you can't have all day in most markets back-to-back curry runs however you can make these amazing payouts and fit one or two into your day as we all juggle our gig apps but you want to stay on top of this one because it pays better than almost everyone out there i've seen um for the jobs that you're doing so um you don't load up the materials you don't unload the materials uh, all vehicles can apply. They are um, looking for trucks and everything else, but all vehicles can apply and get on the platform. Um, and then you just got to race to get these high number bids because they are they can be really high, you guys. So curry.com, look into them if you need to first, but then click on the link in the show notes and uh, sign up to be a driver. And we'll get you some free swag, some uh, curry merch or something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, click the link so that we know it came from me, um, or so that Curry knows it came from me and, uh, let's get it on with that. So back to Chad, people need to realize that, or Lyft, I mean, you know, Lyft needs to be, (laughs) I don't understand how they don't know, you know, like, how are you spending your advertising money to attract drivers that pretty much, you know, five to 10% of them after they hit that goal or don't hit it. Are going to be done driving for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let us know it, 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 when you're working with that percentage, it's like, why are you even doing it? Like, just find a better way up the amount of money we earn. Don't stop this crap. I think it's just easier for them to dangle that carrot of the bonus because yeah, they know that. I, I mean, how many people you think actually get it? Like 10%, maybe I was going to say five, a third, 5%. <laughs> I mean, like like we were saying, I don't think a lot of people stick elite. with it. I mean, I think yeah. that they just are like, dude, this is going to take too long or no way. I'm not doing this. Especially if you're doing it part time. But I mean, I mean, you do have a month to 120. I mean, you could do like two rides on your way to work or, or a ride on your way to work and or a ride on your way home or something. But when I signed up for Uber and Lyft, both times I did it under those kind of situations where I was under working under a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Like I did one and then I did the other platform about four months later, but I did, I hit both my numbers. I'm just saying that I don't think most people do. I've signed up other people who don't, I've had like one or two hit it, but I've signed mm-hmm. up probably, you know, I haven't in a long time, but back in the day, I probably signed up 10, 12 people and only one or two hit it. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, right there, that's, you know, 8%. <laughs> I don't know. Same I thing, just... that's, that's every, like, even with Instacart, they set, like, a huge, an unattainable, uh, like, you have to knock out, like, 100 batches in, like, a month, which is, it's only feasible if you do it full time. And then what often happens is, like, you're on a waiting list, and they count your time on the waiting list against you. Like, the clock are, is already started. A lot of times, like, you get off the waiting list and the clock's already expired on your sign-on bonus goal. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud that like, basically you did all these rides, you did them correctly. You earned a thousand less than the bonus amount. And now you're done working lift. So they gave you a thousand dollar bonus to do some rides for them, but your market already has ride share drivers back on the road. They don't need another one unless that one is a potentially going to stay. And I think for the most part, they know not only do most people not reach these goals, but they're not going to stay. Even if they do, they're going to do what you did and realize, dude, that's great that I made 1800 in two weeks, but I can't keep up this, what I was making without their Mm -hmm. subsidy. You know, it's not. Yeah. I'll deactivate myself. And then as soon as they, as soon as they say, okay, your account's deactivated, I'll, reapply and then if they offer right. me another 18 like i would keep doing that cycle over and over although I don't, I, I I don't know if i would really do that again i think like once is enough unless well the other unless apps, the market changed doordash instacart amazon like all the other apps are like so so slow right now so i mean i if i if i if my back to the wall were the only choices doing these lift challenges over and over again which i don't think it's feasible uh, you know, I might have to go back to W2 because it's all, all the apps are just so oversaturated now. And uh, something we were talking about on my show on Sunday, you know, I said, would they ever say we have enough people? And you're saying no, but like shipped in Grubhub, they have a waiting list. And I was on, I've been on the waiting list for ship for like a year. I was on the waiting list for Grubhub for two years. Mm-hmm. And I put a poll out today saying, are you worried because of Biden's vaccine mandate that people are going to leave their W-2s and go into gig work? And surprisingly, most people have said they're not worried about it because they think like they say it's some, uh, somebody on Insta, uh, Instagram said it best. Like gig work is like when people go to the gym in January, like by March, you see who's really in, you know, in, you know, in who's really committed. Right, who's, and like who's gig works like that, and who's made a, a change in their body, and yeah, <laughs> I and hear then, you, yeah. but but at the same time, my point is like with the onboarding process they did with you, you mm-hmm. from day one knew almost. I mean, like it could have maybe blown your mind. You made four grand in a hundred rides, and you're like, wow, okay, that's different. But you already knew going in, this isn't going to work, and they're going to have to pay me yeah. the difference, and then I'm going to quit. I feel like the people who are going to do it do that. The ones who don't end up quitting before it anyway, and they just stop. So it's, you know, my idea is just take these away and just move to a dollar a mile or whatever you want to do. Move back to the percentage split. I know that when I started, it was 90-10. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's 80-20. Maybe it's 75-25 even. And I don't like that. But nonetheless, if Uber was making 25% of every fare and I was making 75%, I would be loving it because I would know that they are busting their ass to make me every dollar that they can because they would need to make as much as they can out of that 25% well, portion. 
consider, yeah, but now that both companies are publicly owned, they got to become profitable. And I believe Lyft is like just barely profitable or something, but Uber still has a long way to go. So they, yeah. they're kind of a, caught between a rock and a hard place is they, they can't afford to, you know, lose any more money. I mean, they sold off their flying car division or whatever. And right. You know, so they sold off costs. autonomous micro mobility, um, VTOL, all of it. But now it's odd. Now they're starting to reinvest into other ones in small portions. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I mean, the, the idea that they're going to suddenly just jack uh, wages up short of like any kind of government intervention, I. I'm just saying, spend that, take your budget of whatever you're doing with these stupid promotions, because I don't think they work. And like we said, only five, let's say only five, 10% of the people are getting them. So that's kind of what they count on too. But you're onboarding a bunch of people that you're pissing off because they see how poorly they're paid in some markets like you would have been. And let's say that somebody like only did 40 rides and said, I'm never going to hit this. I don't even feel like trying to get the 120 either. And they just give up. I mean, that person's never going to drive again. It's not like, okay, they're on standby. They might drive. They're not. They're not going to do this. They've, they've had a really bad experience. And, you know, re, especially little sister, which is what I call Lyft, you know, like break away from Uber a bit. Try something different. Don't do these same stupid promotions. Take away things and spend all of your budget on getting r- drivers some more money. I'm not like a driver who's saying, hey, I want three bucks a mile and a dollar a minute. You know, I'm not being like crazy. I'm just saying, get that back up because it used to be a decent, it used to be a great number, but then for a long time, it was a decent number. And now it's been a in the crapper number for a long time. We're coming out of a global pandemic and, you know, they haven't done anything. These kind of bonuses are not incentivizing people to get back. And I, an idea, I don't know if it's a good idea, but I'm surprised Lyft and DoorDash don't merge because, like, when, at least with, with Uber, is that they know, and like that CNBC story I was in, they said, you know, with Uber, oh, yeah, the rideshare is down, but they still have the food delivery to fall back on. Lyft doesn't have that. And also, like, as a Lyft driver, it's like, you know, I was making peanuts giving rides, but if I also had the opportunity to just turn on food delivery, although... Lyft does have package delivery like Uber Connect, but I didn't get a single one of those the entire two weeks. Um, although, actually, somebody somebody did book a passenger ride. It was a wife. She gave me her car keys, and she's like, my husband's locked out of the car like 10 miles up the road. I need you to go bring my car keys to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Lyft. I mean, DoorDash was in talks to buy Instacart last summer. So I'm surprised DoorDash hasn't looked in. I mean, maybe they have. Or somebody. Yeah, or Amazon. It's it's weird that nobody's partnered with Lyft, really. I mean, they were with Aptiv for a Mm -hmm. while about the autonomous cars that are going to be launching in 2023. Again, folks, true autonomous, not here for another 20 to 30 years. We've talked to many Mm -hmm. engineers about this, but they are going to allow it in Las Vegas on on the back streets behind the casinos with Aptiv only. And Lyft has been partnered up with them um and 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 motive motive or motivate or whatever it is but they're partnered up with them for that but why aren't why aren't they partnered up with you know a food platform or i remember we have a couple stories on Uber the drivers yeah. where they were talking about doing their own they never talked about we're talking about acquiring this or that they were talking about starting a food delivery service and i remember it was like 
December of 2020. And I was thinking, guys, you, you're picking the worst time to do this. The, the pandemic's mm-hmm. been going on a year. All these companies have, have peaked and they're still peaking. But I mean, it's not time for you to jump in and try and like, we're here now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's more like this is time to, to partner up or buy or whatever. You know, it's Lyft doesn't seem to be doing anything. Like they, you know, they were going to be, they were in England for a bit or in London. They used to be in Canada. Maybe they're still in Canada. No, they're not even in Canada anymore. I don't think, I don't think they're anywhere, but here, Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they might still be in Canada. If they are, that's all. I mean, because they've, they went and tried a couple other things and it just, I don't know. It's Lyft has been shrinking its model, not growing and it's not partnering up and it's not doing any new additives. But like you just said, Maybe they're on a path to profit. Every time I read it, it's pretty hexed the way you read it. Like their path or the, the if they say they're making a profit. It's based it's, on how the they calculate it, the EBITDA or something yeah. like that. But they, I feel like it's, in a CNBC it's tri- story. I right. Was but in. I feel like it's a little bit of trickery, mm-hmm. which we all know happens before earnings reports. So it's like, yeah. you know, I feel like Uber has too much to do it now. It's like, but I feel like Lyft is is coming near that threshold because they didn't, I mean, why they didn't even have all the things to sell off that Uber did. They haven't raised prices as much. Um, you know, it's same model. The drivers are making the same kind of thing as Uber per market. It's just, I don't get it. How did you sell off everything and you're, and you're coming closer to a profit than Uber? I, I don't know. I think that Lyft just isn't, isn't as bloated as Uber though. I guess the real takeaway from tonight is, uh, is, um, chad's experience with lyft because uh you know i haven't heard of a somebody i know uh taking on a new platform in a while and i know you had signed up once before but this is the first time you really went at it you accomplished it in two weeks um i'm looking forward to the piece you're doing on it to see what well, I, uh, I did sign up with your sponsor curry so uh, nice. once i get back to, I'm, ta- I'm taking this week off so pr- next week maybe i can get some curry yep. orders i'll let you know okay um well that's it man uh i guess yep. uh thanks for coming on and uh um final thoughts or plugs or how 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 do how what is your fa- i know it's probably youtube but how do yeah, youtube.com you? slash well right youtube.com slash gig tube i was telling uh or even writer. just search gig tube or chad the gig yeah. economist i've done both and they he comes right yeah, it'll up. come right up i'm sure you'll put a link or yeah, I'm gonna Even put all my, your links, my link tree, link tree slash GigTube. It'll take you to my Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook fan page. Okay. My uh my online store where I sell spreadsheets that I use to keep track of all my uh, earnings and expenses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you drink beer, I'm I'm tapped. <laughs> what is that? It's an app that every time you take, drink a beer, you you like rate it and log it and take a picture and it goes to your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever you want to do. What ha- I've been using it for like 10 years. What does it do for you though? Oh, it's just fun to just kind of oh, okay. like, yeah. like, especially like when I'm shopping for beer, cause I've had like thousands of beers. Like you scan the barcode. I'm like, have I had this one before? And I'll like, it'll bring up a beer review from like eight years ago. And like, I'll actually remember like, like it'll even have like, especially if you're in a bar, it'll show you the location and uh, like, if, and if you took a picture of it, 
there's 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 pictures on there going back years that like there's pictures of me and like people i haven't seen so long i'm like oh yeah i forgot about that so well right on chad thanks for coming on um thanks for having me maybe one day we'll find the lost episode and regardless of what it is i'll publish it just to just to see what Uh, it'll be a lot of this is redundant so yeah no Um, all right thanks thanks a lot yeah thank you chad we'll talk soon yep see you later yep bye so what did we learn we learned that uh in the orlando market um over more than half of the guaranteed amount had to be paid by lyft by a veteran gig worker chad who's done this kind of stuff before um he did the 30-day challenge in two weeks uh just two weeks of weekdays in fact um and lyft had to pay him that difference of more than 50 percent of their guaranteed amount so obviously their guaranteed amount isn't to showcase um you know what you'll be making after you get through your 120 rides which is what it should be but now on the flip side we are still returning to a norm um, we don't know where the delivery space will be in six months. We don't know where rideshare will be in six months. We also know that the Philadelphia market is making four to five times what Chad's market does with rideshare. Um, and that's just one comparison. We always talk about it, market to market to market to market to market to market comparisons. They're all different. Um, so you got to learn your market. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're up against and all that. Okay, guys, uh, get out there and have a great weekend. I want to thank our sponsors, Curry. Remember to look in the show notes and sign up to drive for Curry. Get some bonus swag and uh, get on the road and make a big payout money. So anyway, um, y'all be good out there to each other. Uh, Do something great. Uh, You know, put a positive spin on, on something in this world. We all need it, and uh, see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.